matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am, haven't I proved that already? You make this deal right now, Tom, and you get Bo Callahan. Say it with me. You get Bo. You do your job. That's what's the problem right here. Welcome back, everyone. It's Reese Merritt, one of your Foxborough for the NXT Emerson Merritt era hosts. And who was across from me? Caitlin. What? <laughs> what? That's not Nate. What'd you do with Nate? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Uh, Nate's, Nate's away, everyone. Um, we tried to get him on phone call for this episode, but um, tomorrow, um, which will be for us Wednesday, um, he's having ACL surgery crazy surgery usually that's what the football players have to go through his acl <laughs> surgery but nate has to go through this so we we hope for a, a wonderful recovery for nate yeah because he can't be here to talk about wonderful things I'm, i i'm sure and i know through talking to him he really wishes he can be here but instead for the 16th episode we have caitlin um <laughs> uh, so as i'm thinking of it caitlin let's let's highlight you for a moment who who is caitlin kupiak we ha- you have a podcast. You, yeah. JK Talks. You have a podcast <laughs> on Birthplay Studios. Yep. You want to uh, highlight that a little bit? Yeah, so it's with my <laughs> it's with my best friend Jalen and we basically just talk about the most random things. Uh yeah, so Yeah. That's that's basically it. Yeah. And you're part of the sports journalism program. Yeah. Unlike Nate. Right. He's in business. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, wasn't he PT? I don't know. <laughs> I I you know that's a, that question I don't know. Well, I have to. Sorry, ask I know <laughs> I have to ask when he's um re- you know recovering a little bit. And okay. what do you what do you do as part of the sports journalism program? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Podcast, newspaper, TV. Cool. Do you have a favorite? Careful. You no. Know, Careful. <laughs> I don't know if I can choose. Yeah. I would say, like, podcasts and uh, newspaper would be my top, but Mm -hmm. I just got involved in TV, and I anchored last week, and I absolutely loved it, which is funny because I didn't think I would like being in front of the camera. Yep. But. Yeah, I feel like I'm one of those people who likes to rotate through it. Like, I I don't want to just write. Yeah. Or I just, I don't want to just podcast. Like, I want to do, kind of rotate through it. Yeah, it's fun. So, yeah. Um, In terms of. Football things, since we're getting all sports journalism-ish uh, on this. Um, Super Bowl 58 just happened, which ended in a Chiefs win. In overtime, <laughs> 25-22. Um, I don't know about you, Caitlin, but I, throughout this game, I really felt like the Niners should have held on to this one. I had hope. Yeah, I did <laughs> I hope. hope. I was, I, I, I'll be honest, I was a little biased toward it. Like, I really wanted the Niners to oh, win. Oh, me too. But as I s- explained in the previous episode, I was like, I didn't want either to win. I mean, I'm, again, Patriots fan here. I didn't want Patrick Mahomes to have his third Super Bowl. Right. Or, like, the Chiefs in general to have their fourth. But if the Niners won, they would have had six Super Bowls, which the Patriots also have six Super Bowls tied with pittsburgh steelers so either way it was like it was lose, lose for you i i, I would have been in <laughs> such glorious days if i had a ravens lions super bowl literally, yeah, qu- cool. literally quite like any other team i would have taken the miami dolphins 
even though they're in the same division as the Patriots mm -hmm. because they haven't had success in quite a while. Neither have, like, the Niners, but as of recently, they have more success compared to a lot of other teams. But Yeah, it was... It was really fun to watch. I, I I'm not like a huge football fan, mm -hmm. but like recently in the past, I would say a year, I've kind of gotten into it and yep. it's getting fun to watch for me. But That's good. <laughs> this Super Bowl was like I was so like honed in on that game. Yep. And here's my other thing. So I was in the union, which so for reference, they play the Super Bowl on the TV in the Union at our school. And so I was in there for a little while. I think I watched like the first quarter and then yep. I ended up going back to my room and I, it wouldn't let me watch it on Fox. Oh, but like, I also didn't know you can log in through like Xfinity through the school's account, but whatever. Yep. Long story short, uh, on the spectrum app, it let me watch it on the Nickelodeon channel. I had the best time ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it was amazing. Like props to them. They 10 out of 10. They yeah. had such a great broadcast and it was so fun to watch. And I honestly think that was also part of why I was so into it. It was so yep. funny. Yeah. I saw like the actors were like in green, like had a green screen. were like totally. Yeah. So they had, it was SpongeBob and Patrick and there were like actual I don't want to say actual broadcasters, but there was, like, the two commentators who were mainly commentating the game. Yep. And then they would be talking, and then SpongeBob and Patrick would kind of butt in and say, like, funny comments and yeah, stuff. Yeah, So there's, yep. there was one that, uh, you know, when, like, the ref announces the penalties or the flags. Yeah, yep. My brain's in, like, well, hockey. Yeah, they're mode. penalties. They're penalties. Penalties. Okay. So one of the refs was like announcing and they were like uh line of scrimmage that's was one of the things that they said in Spon uh, spongebob goes patrick what's the line of spinach <laughs> <laughs> it was just so <laughs> funny and he goes oh scrimmage ah. <laughs> it's it just like stupid little comments yeah. like that but they were so funny yeah so yeah i mean i know it's fun and it's like it also gets like younger generation oh involved. yeah for sure like that's part of it. During like touchdowns, there was like slime yeah. that was going into the end zone. <laughs> well, it's like, like the Super Bowl is just like more than just the game now. Like it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, of course, it, like it's centered around that, but it's like the music and the ads, and of yeah. course, halftime show. There's a lot. And food, and of course, now Nickelodeon, and it's like they're trying to get everyone involved, which yeah. is, again makes sense. Um, ads made me just think of the sidetrack of the Duncan commercial that's out. I really like that. You do. <laughs> Every time I'm in the Duncan line, yes, it's it on, on the second screen specifically because I remember. <laughs> and, like, I will just sit there and watch it <laughs> on repeat. No, literally, I am, like, glued to it. Like, I'm like, oh, that was, that was fun. With the subtitles. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I want to get the tracksuit. <laughs> like, I, oh, the Duncan tracksuit. The dr Duncan yes. tracksuit. I really want it. Like, I will be that for Halloween. Okay. Like, <laughs> If anybody doesn't know, which I'm like, if you don't, I'm a little surprised. Look it up. Duncan commercial with Ben Affleck, Tom Brady, and I'm blanking. J-Lo. J-Lo and um, yeah, who's the other why guy? am I blanking? I Matt Damon. Matt Damon's in it. I don't know why I was blank on, blanking okay. on that. But anyway, a lot of celebrities in that, but it was just like funny. 
cool. Yeah, it was. They have like a four minute like like full like narrative story of the entire thing. Besides just like the commercial. I didn't see that. So and they have one where they're trying to throw Tom Tom Brady, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are trying to throw into like this donut that's really a tire just like a donut in front yeah. of it and like ben affleck for the life of him cannot get it in <laughs> and, like matt damon eventually but then tom Brady's just like in first in, try and yeah yeah oh yeah of course how can tom Brady not get it right. in first try he was it was like 12 of 12 like it's just like 12 of 12 oh it's like it's this number or something yeah as far as i knew that <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, reeling it back in for the Super Bowl. Again, I feel like the Niners had this one, and it just was like there's little mistakes that you can't make in a Super Bowl that they made. Mm-hmm. Like they were they got up early, which was great. They're up ten nothing um, in the second quarter, and then they had like a muff punt in um, at one point, which set things off, set up Chiefs scoring opportunity, um, missed extra point. So if they got that, it's a win. One extra point? One extra that, point. That would be kick so a field goal. No. So or that's the, like, conversion thing. Like, one point <laughs> conversion, basically. Right. <laughs> right. Point after attempt. That's okay. what a PAT is. Got it. Yeah. A little, a little football knowledge input right there. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll try to store that. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they missed that. It was blocked. Yep. So that made it 19. The 19... Yeah, going into you know overtime. What? I do remember that now. So if they made that hypothetically, it could have been 2019 win the game. But no. But no. <laughs> um, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and I I disagreed with how the Niners approached it. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it too. Um, so the overtime rules have changed. So it used to be, and this is when the Buffalo Bills play the Kansas City Chiefs, and. Um, the Chiefs had 13 seconds. They went in um, in regulation, in all-time regulation. They went down in 13 seconds, scored, and tied the game up. And then they had the coin toss, and the Chiefs won the coin toss, took the ball, went down the field, and scored a touchdown. Game over. Mm-hmm. Because they scored a touchdown. At the time, it was if you score a touchdown, you win the game. Game's over. It's like Super Bowl 51 oh. with the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots. Where the Patriots went over overtime, Tom Brady and the rest of the team went down to score a touchdown. So it's whoever the scores the touchdown first. Correct. If they score a field goal, oh. it goes back to the other team. That, that makes sense. rule is no longer. It is not because of that game. The owners came together, made a decision that every both teams should have an equal opportunity to score. Right. So, as long as you do score, you have a better opportunity to win. But because of the way it is now that both teams have an opportunity to score, I think that you shouldn't elect to take the ball first. Then once the other team either doesn't score, scores a field goal or a touchdown, or does a touchdown with a two-point attempt, then you can make a decision on what you should do next because the other team has made their decision. For, so, for example, the 49ers won the toss in overtime. Mm-hmm. The coin toss, and they ex- accepted, so they accept the ball. So you can you, oh well, if they, right, if they win it, they can either accept or decline. Right, right. So they accepted it, went down the field, were stopped on fourth down, mm-hmm. and elected to kick a field goal, and then the Chiefs got the ball, went down, scored a touchdown, right. won the game. So it's 
in my head, I feel like the 49ers should have deferred, so allowing the Chiefs to take the ball, and then the Chiefs go down and either score, and then based on that, you realize, okay, we have to go on fourth down because this is an example. The Chiefs already scored a touchdown. We need to score a touchdown. Yes, that's a good point. It's just like a more clear thing on what you need to do. Right. Rather the than goal like is extremely clear. Right, right, right. Rather than just like, oh, we can score or like <laughs> – we, we, we might – We could take three points right. or not. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I thought that was weird. I didn't. Thi- I was maybe there was a lack of communication. Maybe whoever made that decision didn't understand or didn't take in consideration like the thought of everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like you realize like with that game, it's like how crucial every little piece of the game is because it's like probably no one thought they were gonna go in overtime, but then they did, and maybe didn't consider the overtime rules, and then. That one decision changed everything. Yeah. Never saw it Food like that thought. until you just <laughs> explained it. <laughs> so that's my thought on it. Any other thoughts about the Super Bowl? How was Usher? What do you think about Usher? Yeah, uh, uh, okay. oh, I got a face. I got a face. Listen, I think it could have been way better. He has so many cool songs. And I was actually like a week leading up to the game. So many people posted TikToks of what they thought him coming out was going to look like or sound like. Yep. And they were all really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all, like, throwback songs. Yep. And I really don't listen to that type of music, but I had no idea. Like, I only knew maybe two of the songs he sang. Yep. And they were the last songs. Yeah. And by yep. then, I was gone. I'm like, right. you lost me already. They had, yeah, for the last one. Which makes sense. But because you um, could have it at the it yeah it, it was one of those songs that it's right. either, it's either the first one or it's the last one. But then I also feel like he has so many other songs that same thing could have filled the gap of being first. I just don't. It was just very like oh there he is. It wasn't like oh my gosh that's Usher. Yeah, I thought it was really odd. I think this is the part that I found the most odd was when they had Alicia Keys out. Um, they did her bad. Her first note was like. That, that, mm. that's un- that's <laughs> I, f- I feel so bad for her because she's w- so great but like hit the voice crack she got into her groove but oh she totally did yes but like the first note and then i saw on social media they corrected it oh really yeah that's funny i th- i could see like the original like recording of her mm-hmm. like mesh into the one that was actually live yeah so i thought that was interesting um what about so <laughs> What about Usher and Alicia Keys singing mm. together? That was a little yes, weird. The um, tension, yeah. <laughs> let's put it at physical tension. Yeah, uh, I thought that was really weird because they're, they're both married. Yes, I had to look that up. Yeah. I was like, wait, are they like married to each other? No, it's just an act. But like, point. but it's a weird act. It's working, I guess, because everyone was talking about it. It's true. But yeah, it was really weird. She almost had. A a look on her face like okay <laughs> you and can get off of me now <laughs> right and then it was kind of like she just had to get into it yeah that's hard because you're trying to impress america and what are you going to do like look like you're in discomfort uh, right that's th- that's a decision that like you can't think about and maybe that was the plan all along mm-hmm. and they're like we're, we're doing this we're good friends this is what's happening mm. but but, but was it? It's it's something to wonder about. Yeah. Like, was this planned or did this just happen? 
I don't know. Nobody it's knows. A good question. Maybe that's something that people should maybe comment to the Foxborough like Fanatics Instagram page. <laughs> maybe. Do you know? Do you know the Foxborough Fanatics uh, username? It's okay if you don't. You're thinking. It's very similar to the Birthplace Studios one. It's like exactly the same. Foxborough underscore fanatic. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. I was going to say, you're like <laughs> leading it up. Like it's going to be this. I'm like, oh, it's just Foxborough fanatic. Yeah. It's Don't forget the underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Um, if you have thoughts about the Usher Alicia Keys incident, we'll call it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts about Super Bowl? I was going to ask you, what do you, what's, what was your favorite Super Bowl halftime performance? Do you oh, think? Of all time. Honestly, Prince. Okay. I know it's a little bit farther back. But no, that's fine. But I did like Prince and Purple Rain was fantastic. Um, there were some other good ones. Like, I th- I think the Katy Perry one yes, with the, the, the shark is like, wait. even though the left shark that messed up the dance. Do not remember. It's was that that w- that would have been the same time she did the like big huge tiger right, or the f- was it a tiger or a lion tiger? Uh, that must, must have been, been t- the same one. That's what I remember though. Yeah, yeah that was Super Bowl Forty Nine. So Patriots it's got to be the same one. Yeah, um, that was a good one. I think it was kind of iconic just because of the shark. I know it probably was not intentional, but it's like yeah. okay, that was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Michael that Jackson, happened. I've seen clips of Michael Jackson, but I never watched that one because right. that was '93. Am I right about that? 1993. Yeah, we're not that old. <laughs> Let's see if I'm right. Yep, 1993. That was Super Bowl 27. That's it. That's 30 years That's ago. That's crazy. 30 it's years weird because it feels like it's been going on for so long, but like, yeah. If you think about it, that's not that long. Yeah. And Rihanna was good last year. Yeah. She was really good. And she was pregnant during it. Major Power pregnant. move right there. Like, I thought she was going <laughs> to pop the baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad to hear your thoughts on that. You were afraid of that? Was that the one thing you were thinking of during the entire performance? No. Oh, probably, oh. yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, I was worried the entire time. <laughs> My dad and I, this <laughs> is off topic my dad and i like have this thing anytime we see like a pregnant woman in public uh-huh. and she's so pregnant we're like she's about to have the baby <laughs> like she's ready to blow <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what i was thinking yeah um hey I'm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um i'm thinking more halftime performances lady gaga was good i i think honestly i think some people are expecting too much because I try to remember this is a live performance right. at a <laughs> large stadium that's open and everything has to be coordinated. Like I thought the lights in Usher's performance was like coordinated very well. The roller cr- skating was cool too. Yeah. It's like that takes time to do. Yeah, you got to put dancers on skates. Yeah. Um, also that takes skill for a singer to like, he was around. singing while he was skating yeah. around, right? Yeah. So <laughs> lost me there, but yes. <laughs> okay. So it, yeah, I feel like they they do a lot. It's a live performance. Yeah, so I, I settle down. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> they did good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things from the Super Bowl. 
I thought it, I mean I thought it was a good game. As much as I didn't want both teams to win, it, it's an overtime game. Right. And I'm it's exciting. there are definitely haters of the Chiefs, and I feel like I'm like becoming one of them. Yeah. Um, which, but I'm trying not to be. I like they are. They did really well considering, in my opinion, as I've said before, this Chiefs team this year was one of the weakest offensively compared to other years. So for the fact of them to continually beat high-profile teams in the playoffs consistently, going from wild card to the divisional, the championship, the Super Bowl, like that, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me. So I know what else happened. What else Kelsey happened? yelling at the coach. Oh yes, he got fired up. <laughs> he did. <laughs> like, another yeah, settle down. <laughs> I, you know, it's hard because if that was any other like player and coach, that that that's a cut off the team. Like you're not coming back. But like they've been working with each other for so mm-hmm. long. Like I'm sure adrenaline was high. I'm sure he probably wouldn't do that again. But it's a coach you've known for years right and you're such a good player you're not going anywhere reeves's reaction was so funny when they the coach oh yeah andy Andy reed right i heard reeves (laughs) with a v and i was like who's reeves wait maybe i did say that (laughs) okay reeds reed's reaction to the i think it was at the end when they were having like a press conference yeah he he just like laughed about it yeah it's like which is I funny. I mean, they won the game. Right. Everyone was making such a big deal out of it, which I get, but it was just funny how he's like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Emotions were high. Of course. Yeah. The Super Bowl, the game of the year. This is what gets me. Oh. So all the Taylor Swift fans. There we go. We had, sorry, this is had when, to bring her this up. This is when Nate would get so angry. He doesn't like talking so about Taylor So would I, Swift. but, like. Okay. This is relevant. This is your time to bring it on <laughs> when he's not here. So all the Taylor Swift fans are like, oh, she better watch out because he's going to abuse her like that. Or like, it, I don't know. They were just like, There's if he has anger, it. what do you call that? Like, Anger issues? Anger issues like that. And has they're a hard like, time guys, yes. They're like, guys, do you understand what is on the line right now? Right. Like, come on. No, I agree with you. It, it, like, He's not going to do that to her. Like, think about like if you're in the shoes, if, in his shoes or her shoes. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Point at me. You're like, his shoes or <laughs> her shoes. But it, it's true because it, like, like, your emotions would probably be high. And is that a, a sign of abuse or a sign of yeah. like, anger issues? No. No. <laughs> it's a game. Right. That, like, entire... America is watching for something that he's worked his whole life for. Granted, he has already too, but like, yeah. if you have the drive for you to keep winning more, yeah, of course, yeah, you, of want course more. you want more. Yeah. Mm. I, I see we agree. Yeah. Because we both said, of course, you want more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to keep moving it and rolling it to the next thing that sometimes is boring, but we're not going to make it boring at all. We're right. not going to make this boring. <laughs> it's a Patriots coaching update. So, all the positions that were empty have been filled, but there are some that have been added to. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go give give everything possible. Last episode, there was some hiring 
that we all, we mentioned, Nate and I went through them, but now it's all filled. Um, and because I'm going to speed through these, because one, it could be boring, but we're not going to make it boring. <laughs> Caitlin, if you have a question or a comment, okay. you're just going to like make a noise at me. A noise? Just a noise. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling. And then we'll continue going forward. Got okay. it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so here's how I'm going to start out. There have been 18 new coaching hires. That's an absurd amount. Like, that's not something that, that happens. Okay. This is an incredibly new staff. It's a team that is completely rebuilt, which is really interesting for the future because this Patriots team hasn't been rebuilt like this since before Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. For the new coaching hires, um, I'm going to go through them first, and then we'll go to the new ones that we haven't spoken about. Head coach is Gerard Mayo, who was promoted from within the defensive side of things. Offensive coordinator is Alex Van Pelt. That's a new hire. Senior offensive assistant is Ben McAdoo, new hire. Offensive assistant is Mike McCarthy. No, not the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> one, a different Mike McCarthy. We'll get into that later. Quarterbacks coach is T.C. McCartney, new hire. Running back coach is Taylor Embry, new hire. We'll get into that one. Wide receivers coach is Tyler Hughes, new hire. We'll get into that one, too. Assistant wide receiver is Tyquan Underwood, new hire. Guess what? We'll also get into that one. <laughs> That's a funny name. Tyquan Underwood. He's yeah. got an interesting story. That one's going to be a really interesting one. Tight ends coach is Bob Bicknell, new hire. Again, get into that one. Offensive line, Scott Peters, new hire. Assistant offensive line coach, Robert Kugler, new hire. Defensive coordinator was promoted within the system from being defensive line coach to Marcus Covington. Defensive coaching assistant slash quality control coach is Vinny De Palma, new hire. We'll get into that one. Another defensive coaching assistant slash quality control coach is Jamal Lett, a new hire. Defensive line coach Jerry Montgomery, new hire. Inside linebackers coach Dante Hightower. If you're a Patriots fan, you should know exactly who, th who that is, former New England Patriots linebacker. Um, Caitlin's looking well, at me I'm like. I'm not a Patriots <laughs> fan. <laughs> doesn't know so. who that is. Um, that's a cool hire because um, Gerard Mayo, former Patriots linebacker, he started as the inside linebackers coach in New England in terms of coaching, and now he's worked up. Okay. And now Dante Hightower, who was a linebacker, is now inside linebackers coach. So he's working for the system just like he did. Outside linebackers coach Drew Wilkins, new hire. Cornerbacks coach Mike Pellegrino, he was retained, so he is coming back. Like the drink, Pellegrino? <laughs> is that spelled the same? It's P-E-L-L-E. G-R-I-N-O. I think so. <laughs> um, safeties coach Brian Belichick, who's Bill Belichick's son. <gasps> the other one, Steve Belichick, went to the University of Washington. Wait, what's this coach one? There. Brian Belichick. He was retained. Um, another um, r retained um, coaches is um, Troy Brown. He was working within the wire receiving system. Um, I'm not sure if his position is going to stay the same. Um, so was... Joe Kim and Evan Rothenstein, or Rothstein. Um, unsure of what their position titles will be exactly. Continuing, though, special teams coordinator will be Jeremy Springer, new hire. Assistant special teams coach is Tom Quinn, new hire. We'll talk about that one. And lastly, the special teams coaching assistant slash quality control coach is Kobe Tippett, a new hire. That will be another interesting one to talk about. You haven't stopped me, which is good. I don't, <laughs> I don't know okay. what to say. <laughs> we'll keep going. All right, before I explain that Mike 
McCarthy, no, again, no, not the Dallas Cowboys coach, <laughs> has been hired. Mike McCarthy is the former Brown University offensive line coach and has been hired as the offensive assistant. Small school. So, hold on. Yep. What's the noise? You didn't make a noise. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the noise. I don't yeah. know what noise to make. You can make it like an animal sound. Moo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the coach of Michigan... Um, What's Jim, his name? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Doesn't his brother coach? John Harbaugh um, coaches, coaches the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. That's that was your that's question. all I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh is now teaching, not teaching, wow, coaching um, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So then, Mike You're McCarthy. Welcome. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Again, is former Brown University offensive line coach and has been hired as the offensive assistant. In his first four seasons at Brown, McCarthy turned Brown's offense into one of the most high-scoring and up-tempo offenses in the Ivy League. During his first season in 2019, the Bears averaged 30.0 points per game, which doubled their scoring output from the previous season. Doubled. Doubled, folks. <laughs> doubled. Um, McCarthy's offensive line paved the way for the Bears to rank 15th in the nation in total offense, averaging 454.4 yards per game, and the run game improved to 153 point yards per game, up from 65.1 yards per game the previous season. Okay. That's almost 100 yards more per game because of his addition to the coaching system at Brown. So that's him. Um, number of pl he worked in a number of places, including the New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, and Detroit Lions. Nate and I have found that there's an automatic New York Giants and Cleveland Browns coaches coming to this coaching staff, which really they are not <laughs> like they have historically not done well. Right. But it's again as we've spoken before. Again, I can take your input from this. There may be a thought that they've learned what not to do in a different system. And of course, these coaches have been various places. A lot of times, the way a team performs in terms of the record is not reflective off of their actual coaching style. Mm -hmm. So, but it's interesting. More Cleveland Brown and New York Giant guys. In a way, yeah. I get, because it's like you always, the motto is like you learn from your mistakes and I'm sure once, yeah, those kind of stack up and then you know what not to do right. like you just said right um he he coached at different colleges such as rutgers the college of new you, you like rutgers no yeah you do give a reason why <laughs> shift to basketball that's where dylan harper's going <laughs> ah very nice and who's dylan harper because now everybody knows who dylan harper is <gasps> they should uh, we'll tell them uh He's like the number one ranked point guard in the country right now. So for high school, for high school basketball, yep. he goes to Don Bosco. There you go. Having flashbacks. And from you wrote McCall. a story about him. Yeah. Yep. Program cool. story. Yeah. For the Springfield student, which is the newspaper here on campus. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like making like a Mad Libs for you. <laughs> it's like talking to a child. So you're gonna. Well, not everybody knows. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's my reasoning for that. Okay. So he used to uh, coach at Rutgers. Also, the College of New Jersey, uh, Western Michigan, Tulane, and North Carolina Central. That's him. 
Okay. The next one is Taylor Embry, who is the former Jets running backs coach. He coached from 2021 to 2023 and is now the Patriots running back coach. Um, interesting story. He was undrafted as a wide receiver from UCLA um, and spent time with the San Diego Chargers, as they were formerly, in 2012, and then was cut at the end of preseason. Okay, question. So how common you didn't is make a it? noise. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> how common is it that players are undrafted in the NFL? I, it, I mean, it's common. Like, if there's usually about 250 to, like, 265 picks in the NFL draft. Okay. It changes based on um, if there were picks that were forfeited um, due to violations or... You know, there, there's been some new additional picks added. There's, like, compensatory picks as well. There's You can get picks based on um, if certain people in the coaching staff left, and based on their worth, you might get another pick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's how many you get like that's, that are in the draft. And so that that's the only number of players okay. that are being drafted, so the rest are going to be undrafted. Um, I don't know of a number specifically, but a team can take up to 90 players in the offseason. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, he So Taylor Embry, coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the 49ers, and the University of Colorado. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I think with Embry, like, he had a pretty good running back core in New York, had Dalvin Cook for a, a small period of time, and then, um, <laughs> and then he had Brees Hall, um, too, who has been successful as a younger player, too. So, hopeful for that one. Next one up. Taylor, excuse me, Tyler Hughes um, is the University of Washington's former offensive quality control coach and is now the Patriots wide receiver coach. Um, He spent three seasons um, with New England previously from 2020 to 2022, so recently as an offensive assistant. So, he spent time in New England. Mm -hmm. We know him. I don't actually know him personally. (laughs) Ah, darn. Ah, shucks. Um, the next one is, I would argue, maybe one of the most interesting signings we've okay. had. One of them. Tyquan Underwood, which you like the name of. Yep. Yep. Your favorite. <laughs> is the <laughs> University of Pittsburgh's former wide receivers coach um, and pass game coordinator from 2022 to 2023. And is now the Patriots' assistant wide receivers coach. He was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2009, picked 253rd overall. So based on what I was saying, so like dead last, de- <laughs> <laughs> basically, <laughs> exactly, like very end of the line. Oh, quick! All the Patriots fans are gonna be like, "Come on, Reese, why are you asking this question? Do you know what pick Tom Brady was picked?" Is it? You might guess. Is it twelve? No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> One hundred ninety-nine. Oh, I seriously? It, right? Was not considered wow. a good player. I wouldn't. And then of course now he's the greatest player of all time. Oh. One could argue me with that, but come on. Let's not argue. Why is his number 12? Beca- I mean, I think, fr- from what I know, it's just he was he was bottom of the barrel. So he just got a number. Mm. Stuck he with was it. T- he was 10 in college. He went to the University of Michigan. And I, it, he was the fourth-string quarterback. He was the fourth. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, anyway, back in the Taekwon Underwood. He played for New England in 2011 as a wide receiver um, during that season, was re-signed and released multiple times. The night before Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in 2011, which was against the Giants, 
He was released the night oh, before. Geez. And the Patriots signed defensive end Alex Silvestro. Two days later, Underwood was re-signed. That's so bad. I would, like, be like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with my life. <laughs> the night before. Oh, my. And he was on the team. And then wow. two days later, he was picked up again. I mean, of course, he didn't get a ring because they didn't win. But he didn't get to play in the Super Bowl. He wasn't able to be with the team as, like, as part of the Super Bowl. That's got to be I awful. Think, was I he not, like, already g- there? What do you mean? Where was the Super Bowl that year? Yeah, you should uh, know I, this. What do you mean? <laughs> I should know this. I'm saying, like, the night before, wasn't he probably was there. Oh, I mean, like, they they played. Like, they trained with each other. Yeah, so he definitely trained right. with the team. And then the they were like, week, sorry. And probably had press conferences. Well, see, I don't. I don't know how many press conferences he did, but someone may, like he definitely was involved. Oh yeah. Because if you're on a Super Bowl team, the entire team is involved, even the practice squad guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> it was played in Indianapolis. Okay. But still, he experienced the whole thing, didn't get to play. So I'm honestly a little surprised, and may- maybe there is a good relations in there, and you know, again, this is a different Patriots team because it's being reconstructed. Um, new identity. I've mentioned this before. There's going to be a new quarterback, new head coach. Complete identity of the team is has been changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see him coming back because there's not, I guess, in a way, familiar faces that maybe he has ill will against. But that's <laughs> interesting story about him. He also played for the Buccaneers and the Panthers. He coached for um, La- is it Lafayette College. I think so. I think. I have, I've heard of that. Rutgers, your favorite, <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins, um, which he coached them in 2019. Um, next one is Bob Bicknell. Bicknell with a B. Um, he was the New Orleans Saints' former senior offensive assistant from 2012, excuse me, 2022 to 2023, as now the Patriots' tight end coach. He has primarily been on the offensive side of the ball and is a Holliston, Massachusetts native, which is a couple towns over from Foxborough. So right, okay. at, right at home, like right there, not a far drive. Here's all the places he's coached. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> this is a very odd. He's coached for Boston University. Seems normal. Yep. Frankfurt Galaxy. Where is that? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> Start thinking Germany because the next one is Berlin Thunder. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> next one is Cone Centrians. <laughs> the names of these things. Cone Centrians. Temple University, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, Baylor, Cincinnati Bengals, and the New Orleans Saints. Interesting. All of these teams. Now let me return back to these Germany-sounding things. He is a three-time World Bowl champion. (laughs) Now you may be asking, Reese, what is the World Bowl champion? Well, I'm here to tell you what the World Bowl champion is. The World Bowl, (laughs) I'm going to get this all mixed (laughs) up in my words, was the annual American football championship game of the World League of American Football slash NFL Europe. The World Bowl has been has played each year from 1991 to 2007, except for 93 and 94. So it's no longer happening. But huh. as part of Frankfurt and Berlin, he won three of those championships. So he wor- he won World Bowl seven with Frankfurt in 1999, <laughs> and then n- number nine in Berlin with Berlin 2001, which is the same year the Patriots won their first Super Bowl, and then um, the tenth. World Bowl with Berlin in 2002. Okay. 
Don't know where he got that gig. I, I always find it funny. You said he was in the NFL and then, like, went to Baylor? Yep. Back in the NFL? Yep. How long did he coach? For Sorry, I'm quizzing you so hard right now. I was going to say, I always just find it interesting when they, like, go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't spending time long in each. He was in Baylor in 2017. Okay, so he, one year. At the time, he was a wide receivers coach. But the majority of these places he was spending, as it appears, no longer than three years. Mm-hmm. It was one, two, or three years for each of his coaching positions. None of them were longer. So, but yeah, he <laughs> was in Europe for a time being. He was in That's Europe. That's funny. Europe between 1998 and 2005. I wonder why. I wonder what made him do that. I don't know, because he went straight from Boston University to Frankfurt. The journalism is in me is like, <laughs> they wanna, why? Like, you want to you ask <laughs> this guy, maybe we should get Bob on the podcast. Bob. Could. could <laughs> <What>? Robert. <laughs> could. Um, I'll move on to the next one. Again, another interesting one. Vinny Del Palma. He just completed his sixth year as a grad student at Boston College as a linebacker, who is now a defensive coaching assistant and quality control coach for the Patriots. That's cool. Um, this past season, he had 93 total tackles and was the recipient of the Swede Nelson Award uh, from the Gridiron Club of Greater Boston for Sportsmanship, Academics, and Athletics Achievement in 2022. Okay. So right out of college, again, another one of those players or coaches that I'm like, how did you get this gig? Mm-hmm. How did you, like, because with a lot of these positions that, Mayo and the rest of the organization is hiring didn't exist. This is a, a much larger team than the Patriots are used to, or at least fans are used to. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how you get this gig. I wonder if, if it's more networking. They knew someone, you know? Maybe. Because I don't know his uh, um, age off the top of my head, but he just completed six year of grad. Right, he's got to be grad. So young. Uh, next one Jamal Lett is the University of North Carolina's former special teams analyst. Did that in 2022. And is now a defensive coaching assistant and quality control coach, just like De Palma. Um, the most interesting thing I thought ab- about Lett, and it sounds like he's very much on the, the stats analyst side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually a high school math teacher for three school years, um, in 2012 to 2015. Math, stats? I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're together. Um, so interesting. Like, like, let's think about it. like in a ten-year span, you went from being a math teacher <laughs> to working for the New England Patriots. It's pretty. I was just gonna say uh, interesting story cool. right there. <laughs> um, and he played defensive back at Samford University from 2006 to f- 2010. Um, the next one is Tom Quinn. Um, he is the Tennessee Titans' former special teams assistant. He did that in 2023 and is now the Patriots' assistant special teams coach. Pretty similar position. It's amazing how many, like, coaching positions there are. I didn't realize There was less when Bill Belichick was around. Much less. So it's all, like, based on the team, right? Right. It's a very unique thing with Belichick because he was the general manager and the head coach. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's not common that they do both. You have a general manager and you have a head coach and they all kind of work together with the owner and other higher ups. So Mm -hmm. 
it's a as a, like a Patriots fan, it's very odd to f- like see all these coaches coming in because that was not the okay. norm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of pieces to the team coming in. Again, 18 new hires just in coaching. Yeah, that's like crazy. positional coaching. There's others too. Um, so Tom Quinn was with the New York Giants as their special teams coach for 11 seasons from 2007 to 2017. Um, but was with the team for a total of 16 seasons. So exp- he brings experience mm-hmm. into it, which was something I talked about two, podca- two <laughs> podcast episodes ago, <laughs> like remembering back, um, because there's been so much loss within how poorly the Patriots have been, mm-hmm. but also how much has been lost in terms of the coaching staff, that as much as we w- want to bring in new thoughts and new minds and a modern NFL scheme, there needs to be a little bit more of um, experience involved too, which I can see this as being a move for that, that this is someone with who's seen a lot of football. So yeah, that was the thing about Quinn, experience with the Giants. Again, the Giants come back. Don't know why. <laughs> last one, save the good one for last. Kobe Tippett is Tufts University, former cornerbacks coach, is now the Patriots special teams coaching assistant slash quality control coach. Um, He spent time as a coaching assistant during the Patriots 2023 training camp. He's basically an intern. That's basically what he's doing. That's cool. Yeah, he's basically an intern. He played defensive back at the University of Rhode Island, Mm -hmm. and Tippett was a first-team all-CAA performer at punt returner, also earning third-team as safety. He also played at Towson University. Now, for any, you know, beloved Patriots fans listening, Tippett is a last name we've heard before. I don't think Caitlin knows no. what Tippett means. That's okay. In hockey, there's a Tippett in hockey. Is there? Yeah. Who's Tippett in hockey? Owen Tippett. Owen Tippett. Who's Owen Tippett? I don't know Owen Tippett. You don't know Owen Tippett. We'll have to find that out, who Owen Tippett is. Like in hockey? Yeah. Well, he pl- he plays on the Flyers. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Flyers. So we don't we do know who Owen Tippett yeah, is. Yeah, he w- used to play for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Oh, that's cool. That's the only reason why. Okay. Oh, okay. Who's this Tippett? <laughs> so Kobe Tippett's father is Andre Tippett, who is a Patriots and Pro Football Hall of Famer, who played for the Patriots in 1982 all the way to 1993 as a linebacker. Mm. So connections. Extreme <laughs> connections. Um. Uh, Andre Tippett made the Pro Bowl on five occasions, um, only played for New England, and currently serves as the Patriots Executive Director of Community Affairs for the organization. Aw. So, we got another Tippett in the house. (laughs) Maybe he'll be greatness, just like Andre Tippett. So, another uh, interesting, interesting story Uh all around. I'm going to back out a little bit out of um, specific coaching positions. Um, Moses Cabrera, the Patriots' strength and condition coach, is not expected to return. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, this, uh, Gerard Mo said in his introductory news conference, quote, I think the weight room is one of the most important areas in the building to evaluate the people you have on your team, end mm-hmm. quote. Wrote ESPN's Mike Reese. Uh, Reese continued, quote, along those lines, it won't be a surprise if Mayo's brother, Duran, is elevated to a leading coach role after serving as strength and conditioning assistant the past six seasons. Moses Carrera, who has been the head strength and conditioning coach the past eight seasons, is not expected to return. So, looks like Duran 
could be hired as the head one. Uh, he joined the Patriots as an assistant strength and conditioning coach in 2018, a year before his brother, Gerard, <laughs> was hired as the inside linebackers coach, who is now the head coach. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but Brian, and, you know, I'm, I've been trying to figure out how to say this last name, <laughs> and I'm sorry <laughs> if I don't get it, but it looks like Bodono, and, <laughs> and it's, I think it's McDonough. Um, oh, that's the first name. No, no, so Brian. Is the f- no, no, no. Oh. Brian is oh, the first like name. A, his gotcha, his, gotcha. his last name is spelled M C D O N O U G H. Yeah, so you can figure out how to say that. Um, <laughs> he has been hired as the assistant strength and conditioning coach. Um, he's been a consultant with the Patriots for over 20 years, and now he's being hired full time. <laughs> 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 About time. <laughs> uh, so I know he's had other um, businesses to run, so I'm. I'm assuming he's had uh, priorities elsewhere. That's what he probably says. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just busy right I'm just, now. <laughs> I'm just consulting. Um, so before I end this right out, because I've bored everyone with uh, coaching <laughs> candidates, or not coaching candidates, the ones that have been hired, I'm going to get in the franchise tag situation. Do you know what a franchise tag is, No. Nope. So a franchise tag is each team has a franchise tag and they may opt to use it on any one of their players who are going to go into free agency. So what does that do? (laughs) (laughs) So basically you get to keep a player of your choice for one year. Okay. Like like they have to stay. So it's it's great for a team, not great for the player. Because if they really want to leave, they Mm, can't. Stinks for them. But players have a lot of authority too. They could say, "Um, then I don't want to play. And they could, you know, work their way out of that so you know it's based on what you're feeling and each position for those who don't know has a certain salary connected to it that is the same throughout the nfl so here are the candidates right now for the patriots for where they're they'll put their franchise tag to (laughs) who they're going to tag it to um there's two i have two here the top candidate is kyle duggar who is a strong safety for the Patriots. Um, he was receiving about $2 million per year. He was on a rookie contract. Deserves much more than that because um, he could receive a predicted, according to the spot track, $16.5 million oh, from another okay. team. <laughs> but here's what um, is projected to be the 20-24 rate for safeties to receive this franchise tag. Um, that number is sixteen, a million two hundred fifty-eight thousand. So he's res- predicted the risk to receive sixteen point five. Uh huh. So that's under three hundred thousand dollars within that. You understand? I'm gonna what I'm be saying? honest. I have no idea. <laughs> 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 I'm trying. To <laughs> I I lost you somewhere. <laughs> so it's predicted that. Kyle Duggar is going to receive <laughs> $16.5 million from al- another team. Gotcha. Like, that's that's his expected market value. Got that part? So, like, his – is it, like, his contract is up? His contract is up. So, someone else is offering him that. No one has. Or you're saying but it's, it's – it's predicted. Okay, okay. So, that's the predicted value he has. So, the franchise tag, it's the Patriots could use it on him and say – we're using the franchise tag on you. Yep. This is how much you're getting because this is the, this is the salary that 
all players in your position who receive this tag are going to get. So that's like which a is sixteen point two five eight. So it goes from two million to that. So. Well, that's because he was on a rookie right, contract. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So. Got it. No matter what, he's getting <laughs> a lot more money than he did. Yeah. The other candidate is Hunter Henry, tight end for the Patriots. He was receiving about $12.5 million per year before. Um, but I believe his value has probably gone down. Um, the tight end rate right now is for um, salary cap. No, sorry. Franchise tag is $12.051 million. Which is right up with him, but because his value's gone down, right. I could see them signing him for a larger contract that's worth less money. Mm-hmm. Maybe somewhere like eight or nine. That's what I'm thinking okay. right now. <laughs> so I know you don't have any thoughts on that, but <laughs> uh, I think his I think his value was higher when we received him. So that's the franchise tag candidates update. I think it's gonna go to Kyle Duggar, just because he's likely to get more. Mm-hmm. He's of a larger value. Yeah. That's how it's gone. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that does it for all that talk. So, Caitlin, what have you, what have you learned? <laughs> have you learned anything? Have you retained anything I've said? Because this is all brand new information that I've had to explain. And hopefully that's been helpful to everyone listening because sometimes I forget that I know more about the offseason than other people do because I like it a lot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what a franchise tag is? Yes. What's a franchise tag? You're going to make me explain it? I know <laughs> what it is, but like... It's like you when said it it's makes like a, when it, you can use it on a player to make them stay, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, actually a good way of doing it. Yeah. It's like it's like in class when when you get called on, like, do you know what this is? And then, <laughs> you you're, just and then you get called on and like to explain it. You're like, you actually, the most, like, it's like always some like historical like event. <laughs> really, like it's like some historical event, like, 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 or like a book. Like, do you know what this book is? And it's like, well, like, it's like, like, yeah, like, yeah, I know I what the Odyssey is, but like, don't make me explain the plot. Right. I don't know how to explain <laughs> the plot. I've probably read it before, but yeah, okay, that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm sorry to make you do that. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> make fine. Make you do. Um. Yeah. <laughs> getting late (laughs) it is getting late so for the next episode when hopefully i believe nate will be back i don't think he'll be on the down low for the that long it'll be the first full week of march which also means it'll be the first week before (laughs) free agency free agency will be right there in front of us so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about free agency what we're hoping to happen in free agency um Coop, I don't think you know much about free agency either. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see like who we uh, think the Patriots might take. And I think that'll be interesting for me to talk to Nate about that because I'm sure um, he'll get a little heated about that too. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on, Coop. Oh, of course. That's another thing. I call it Caitlin I was just Coop say, Coop. I like how we went from Caitlin to Coop. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I feel like on a professional level, Caitlin. I, it's Caitlin. But for me, it's Coop. Right? I'm starting to get to the point where it's weird when I hear someone call me Caitlin. Caitlin. Yep. So. Yeah. Yep. 
I, I don't want to say get used to it because I don't feel like anybody <laughs> else is going to say it. So, but thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks, thanks for, for learning new things. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out JK Talks. There's some um, older podcast episodes to check out. Have a lot <laughs> some <of> older Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been like a month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I'm, am I wrong, but. You're not. Right. It has. <laughs> but like they're all wonderful. Oh, thanks. I listen to We need to, to have all. you on. Yeah, that's right. Well, we had like a little preliminary one with Hoopal. Right. Because I talked with Those were both. fun. Go listen to those. Yes. Go listen <laughs> to those too. Um, so again, next week, excuse me, two weeks from now, Nate and I will talk about free agency and what is to come up that. Um, and again, Foxborough underscore fanatics. Check that out if you have any um, thoughts you want to bring to the table. Um for free agency for the New England Patriots. And if you want to come on the podcast, always There's a long list. The, is there? <laughs> I do I not <laughs> it's like do I do you know something no, I don't? No, I was just saying. I hope there's a long list. I there's some other there's some other folks um on the list. They're begging to be on. They're begging. <laughs> They're on their knees trying to get into the studio to be on Fox. Yeah, submit your resume. Uh no. We'll get back to uh, you shortly. I, nope. They'll get we? back to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, third coast. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, no, we will not look at your resume. We will not because <laughs> do we have the time to do that? No, we don't. All you got to do is show your interest. Like, I would like to come on. Great. Okay. We'll take you. Take you on. Um, and, of course, and if you want to follow my work with the NFL Draft, uh, you can go on TikTok and look up Reese Merritt underscore. <laughs> Unlike Foxborough underscore fanatics unlike that one um i have seven tiktoks out as part of my project so again caitlin thank you for coming on again see i switch names um but that was fox for a fanatics the emerson and mary thank you for coming on and we'll see you later bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.